0: You're listening to the Imagine, Capture, Create podcast. Hello, hello, everybody. What up? We've got Logan back in the studio and he's bringing the tunes.
1: It is a pretty good
0: song. I'm going to pause for a station identification break right here. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Episode 13. Again, uh, Brian Suman here, Logan Powell, back in the studio this week. Took a little break last week. Um, been doing a little bit of traveling, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, creatively, outside of blogging. Mm-hmm. And um, I've really not done a lot of photos. Not, You know, a couple here and there on my trip. But it was kind of hard to actually shoot. Um, we actually went out. You know, our travels from Oregon to Cincinnati or Mm -hmm. Oregon to Hamilton, you know, we attempted or our thoughts were we were going to vlog, but what became very challenging about that is when you're in a U-Haul for, you know, 40 hours that we were, you know, how much B-roll or how much different stuff can you really throw into a travel video? So we came back with a bunch of footage. You know, how many times can you actually do some B-roll and some video of pumping gas? (laughs) You know, right as many times as we did, so uh, you know we attempted to do that. Shot some video on our phones just for uh, just for some fun, and mm-hmm. actually took just a lot of photos right from the the car. So I was able to you know crank up the shutter speed, and, and um, even Andrea um, shot on the Sony quite a bit. So uh, you know, so that's it. That was that's kind of creatively where I've been, where my head's been in the last week, and um, you know, you um, anything. Just Anything lots new? of drugs. Lots of drugs, not feeling well. Prescribed
1: drugs, to clarify. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I think yep. you're on the backside of that, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. For everyone listening to the podcast, I have bronchitis. And I, I said that weird, but... Right. <laughs> um, we got you. Currently on, like, four different medicines, so I feel, like, really weird yeah. and strange. Well, that's good. We're tuned in for today. Mm. Today we're going to talk
0: about we're going to talk about a little bit of inspiration up front, and then we're going to get into gear. Yes, this is going to be our main uh, topic today. So you know, as far as inspiration, you know, obviously we use Instagram. We talk about IG all the time, but um, I thought um, I'd kick it out there and and see what's what's been mm. on Instagram that's been uh,
1: catching your attention, Logan. Mm. Um. I'm currently looking up the count now, but I think. Make sure I say his name right, even though we already talked about it. Um, Stefan Kunz, is that how you say it? I think it's Kunz. Stefan Kunz. Yeah, Stefan Kunz. Um, if anybody's heard about him, you should go check him out. Amazing artist. does a lot of calligraphy, um, digitally and you know with his hand. Yeah. Um, and he posts uh, sometimes time lapses of his calligraphy and doing the whole entire piece. Or he'll just post like the end result, but I always like enjoying consuming his work and stuff. He always has a lot of positive. um, I can't even think today, but (laughs) he has a lot of uh, positive
0: words to say. I guess. Yeah, and within his calligraphy, Mm -hmm. I follow him as well. I think I love his. I think his presentation of his work, his style Mm -hmm. of of how he posts his um, his work is is. Is great, you know, and again, the time lapse works perfect for what he does, yes. And uh, I thought it was pretty neat. Well, I think it was a week or two ago when actually someone hired him to do it on their car. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But if anybody checks him out, we'll put all the links to everybody we talk about in the description of the <coughs> podcast. But uh, um, he's cool, he's cool. I think, um, mostly,
1: also, uh, is has anybody ever seen someone do calligraphy? On a car as a paint job. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard or seen of anything like that in my life before until he did that, which is really crazy, but it's it's cool that he was able to do that. And I'm curious, like, uh, like what did he have to use a—how did he do that, you know, the right. process of painting and, you know, because it looks exactly the same as if he would do, like, the chalk stuff. Yes. But it's paint. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. He's, he's, he's super talented, super mm-hmm. talented. Um, I think for me jumping out of maybe IG, even though Sean Tucker is on Instagram cause he's a photographer, mm-hmm. but some of his video content, um, continues to inspire me. And if you're looking for, you know, a photographer that, um, brings a video component, I really like what he just posted the other day. It was mastering photography or anything else takes time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just really like his, uh, his feel, of his videos is, you know, none of us are unique. But some of most of who I watch have a somewhat of a similar style, and I, he comes mm-hmm. at it, you know, I think, is a fresh approach. Yeah, um, and I, you know, I like you know his words and just how you know everything with him is pretty cool. So Sean Tucker is someone who is continually kind of mm-hmm. you know inspire
1: me, making me step up yes. my game a little bit. I do like uh, the one you shared one of his videos with me, and I can't remember the title of it off the top of my head, but I did enjoy it. Um, I haven't watched any of his other content since then, but I do very much get inspired by his work with photography as well too. And it, it kind of brings it all back for me is like the saying less and more really is like true. I mean, right. you know, we always, so many of us say it, I've said it a trillion times, um, but, you know, really taking that to heart and like less is more. And, you know, with some of his portrait work or street photography, he just does such a good job at just really, focusing in on that person you could like feel and see the emotion in a shot right you yeah. know you're not distracted by anything there's not like too much going on and it's just simple portrait yeah, yeah. nothing too complex or out there yeah and he's one too it all he, he says it
0: often that you know he uses his phone mm-hmm. you know i mean you know um if he sees something and it's all he's got is his phone and, and right. he didn't have a problem he'll he'll edit it right on his phone and post it right to instagram and mm-hmm. so um i like that too i like because I think sometimes we can get a little bit focused on we got to have all our right gear yeah. before we'll actually take a photo we see versus you know a camera will take a decent photo and if that's what you see and want to share do it mm-hmm. and um, but another thing with him I think I see patience because there's a lot of his shots that he posts where he captures that person right in the right highlight or right as they come out of the shadow between the buildings mm-hmm. and you know that doesn't just happen. Right. You know, you've got to wait for it. It's almost like casting bait and waiting for the fish to fish to bite, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, so, uh, yeah, I can see a lot of patience in his work. I wonder, it'd be interesting, they did a video of, like, how long does he really wait? Right. I'm curious, like, does he just wait a couple minutes for a shot? Has he waited, like, an hour? Is yeah. so that creepy dude there with, like, a camera? Yeah. I see the <laughs> shot, but I just need yeah. a random person to walk yeah. right where I want them to. Yeah. But I'm not going to say anything. Right. just going to...
0: And I think if you watch his video content, even mm-hmm. just his um, laid-back style, you can almost almost see patience in his personality. Yeah. Whereas me, I'm kind of too too jacked up. I'm, and I'm running 100 miles an hour. It's like um, I, I don't want to sit here 15 minutes, but but maybe I missed that shot. But yeah. um, on another note, you know, we're about bringing creative people together, and just the whole creative world. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we don't talk about music, you know, right. we get hung up on some of the things that we're currently into. And I think lately elevation worship is, there's um, mm-hmm. another, an, an account that we fire on uh, fire. We follow on Instagram, but they are know, fire though. They are fire.
1: They are lit. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, their new albums out. Yes. Yeah, so I think it came out last Friday or maybe the Friday before that, but recently just came out really good album. Um, to be completely honest, I kind of completely forgot an album of theirs was coming. They always come out with an album just about every year, yeah. but I kind of forgot. And then all of a sudden it's like, I see them post one week to, you know, pre-order or whatever for the new Elevation album. I'm like, oh, sweet. like. Yeah. But um, I, was, I don't know how to really describe the album. It's just, it's good. Like, it's really good. Um, they've always been such a tight uh, band. Um, I don't think I've really ever heard a song that I've disliked by them or thought was bad in any way. Yeah, sure. They've, they're just all so musically talented and blessed with their, uh, skills and music and singing or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, I am surprised a little bit by their new album artwork. Um, if, for anybody that actually goes and checks out their new album, you'll see what I'm talking about. If you look at any of their previous albums, I like it, but I'm not entirely sure why they did that. Yeah. New direction. Yeah, it it is cool. It was kind of a little bit of like a shock, but in a good way, Um, how they've kind of changed their style a little bit with their album, but their, their music style hasn't really changed, you know, maybe just honed in a little bit on some things and got better or whatever, but nothing drastic like that as I smack the mic. Yeah.
0: yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, check that out. Elevation mm-hmm. Worship. We'll put that in the link. And then um, one you. other one I just thought up before we get on to gear, um, and it is related to gear. But um, uh, Jason Lanier, um, who is a Sony shooter, mm-hmm. I think I shared his account with you in the last yes. you know week or two. You know, um, I follow I had, him now. You follow him now? Yeah, I had um, followed him for a while, a couple maybe two years ago. I kind of stumbled on him, I think through YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I really like him overall. I think he, mm-hmm. he's got some really cool work. Um, I love his tones and the mood and the colors in his um, images, you know, alone. You know, I like that he, he also incorporates the video content. He does workshops. Mm-hmm. He blogs. He's he's kind of like that all-in-one package, which, you know, I'm kind of gravitating yeah. to to being inspired more and more by, you know, photographers or whoever that, mm-hmm. um, that kind of, you know, have their hand in a in a few different things creatively right. but it's collectively <clears throat> them right and it's you know so um, he's a great one too
1: uh, also he's a parent which is uh, yeah. it was interesting I only point that out because a lot of times going to these professional photographies uh, social medias account even if they have a family or whatever the not a lot of people typically will post anything and he actually is kind of comedic about it like with his posts like he took his three sons or whatever to get like the like a pedicure or something. Right. Oh,
0: yeah. And that's going to be a challenge alone. It's a different type of podcast, but you <laughs> yes. know just to to travel all over, all over the world like he does mm-hmm. and to try to, you know, be a dad and, a, and raise a family. And,
1: it's uh, a lot of balance there. Yeah, lots, lots. So,
0: since he shoots Sony, mm. um, that's the you know, the first thing up on the docket again. Um, I probably wore I probably wore that out in the last couple podcasts, but you know, again, just trying to get more familiar, more comfortable yeah. with the A seven three that I purchased. Um, so far, just absolutely thrilled mm-hmm. with the camera. Um, you know, I can I can talk a long time on just the the focusing yeah. of you know, the system. Um, I have shot some video, even I haven't posted anything, but I've kind of you know this the the audio component is is awesome. You know, mm-hmm. you pair that up with a road mic and the preamp yeah. of the Sony cameras and just really mm-hmm. been impressed there. You know, I will say um, I went and bought a lens when I was at Best Buy before our trip. Yeah. And I was standing there and the guy that um, the cashier that helped me or the probably just insulting by calling him a cashier, but... Um, <laughs> the guy that was in the department <laughs> that was helping me, um, was a Sony shooter and oh, he was a cool. photographer, did a lot of sports photography. So we got kind of chit chatting back and forth. And as we're talking, mm-hmm. there's a woman standing in the same aisle with us, but she's on the, looking at the other, um, the, the shelves behind us. And I see her turn and kind of tune into what we were talking about. And she was like, do you shoot Sony? And I said, well, I just recently switched. And, and, uh, she said, so did I about a year ago. And, um, she goes. I love it. She said. Um, I mm-hmm. don't regret it. She said. But it's kind of took me a while to really get used to everything. With yeah. it. And uh, and I said, you know, be honest with you, I didn't feel, I didn't feel the learning curve was as steep as I expected. Hmm. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if you know if I spent and I spent a lot of time in the menu system. So if if you just kind of tweak a couple things on your camera and you Mm -hmm. just shoot like that all the time you never really drill down into the menus and try to understand what you could change or not change Mm -hmm. um you know um i've not really been overwhelmed with the menu system there's quite a bit (coughs) i will say that that's what you heard is there's quite a few different menus or uh, tabs and then sub tabs and yeah there's certain ones you can really drill down pretty deep into but um
1: Especially when you get into the the picture profiles. Yes, absolutely. That's when you really can dive into like seven sub menus, it feels like. And then you're like hitting menu like back, 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 back. Oh crap, now I went too far and now where am I? Like Yes.
0: Yeah, it is. It and and that's kinda where I'm at now is is as a shooter, Mm -hmm. I have to determine for me in my style for photos, Mm -hmm. do I wanna create a custom profile? You know, mm. and even for video. So, like, you know, you hooked me up, and I appreciate that, you know, for custom settings now. Yeah. I can just shoot S-Log and, you know, 24 frames, 1080, and shoot mm. 4K. Um, um, but what if I just want to turn it to movie and just vlog? Mm. I may not necessarily want to shoot an S-Log. Right. You know, I may just, but I don't want to shoot, I want to shoot maybe flat or maybe change some settings. So, right now, I'm just doing some testing on my own. Mm-hmm to to say for me right in my style even for photos yeah um you know because you can go into that's picture profile but you can also go into the creative styles Mm -hmm. and and begin to tweak those
1: yeah i will say personally for me whenever i take pictures with my sony that is i know one thing is not a lot of people like the sony color profile for pictures right i mean i'm not saying i love it but i don't hate it either. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's okay. It, like, it looks real to me. Yeah. I think they do a good job at the color reproduction of what everything really looks like. I know some people complain about the color and skin tones, but I edit all my pictures anyway, so I'm not really too concerned about that because it's like, okay, I'm going to tweak it anyway. So yeah. if I needed to tweak it a little bit to fix it, it's no big deal to me. You know, A couple mm-hmm. seconds, but I haven't, I haven't really messed around too much. I've looked at the other profiles or pictures, but I found that it was best just to shoot the standard profile yeah. for Sony, and then just do all my editing as I would before. But I will say that you point that out, I completely forgot. There actually is um, a pretty respectable plugin for Sony cameras for a Canon profile. Someone did a pretty good job. I think it's like twenty-five bucks. Well worth it, Um, and they did a lot of test shots in comparison with the Canon and kind of got it as close as you probably could on a Sony with the Canon picture profile. Yeah, for this
0: one, uh, you know, hook me up with that, and Mm -hmm. I'll check it out. So, yeah, I'm the type I like to inch into it. Like I said, I'll start with just the Sony profile right out of the box. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I may go in and, and create a custom profile that maybe backs the contrast down or yeah. the saturation. But so far, just shooting the profile out of the box with what photos, you know, mm-hmm. nothing glaringly stands out, right? Right. I mean, it's good enough. It's, it's really good, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and I believe also depends on how you creatively edit your photos. Yeah. You know, if, if you know, Canon versus Sony color, sometimes I just, I look at things and I mm-hmm. read. And sometimes I feel like we're debating over minuscule kind of.
1: I was going to say that, like you know,
0: skin tones are absolutely important. Who wants a picture where the skin tones don't look right? Mm -hmm. But um, most of the time in my editing, you know, I'm looking at that, and if I need to tweak them, I will. Whether I'm shooting Canon or Sony, Mm -hmm. and the skin tones may be a little more desaturated because that's how I do the overall edit for the image. (coughs) Versus, you know, so to me, it's. It's, I won't say it's photo to photo, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't get worried about what the profile is unless it's just absolutely right. garbage. And, you know, these companies aren't, they're not at that level. You know, they're putting out great product. Mm-hmm. So.
1: And I will say, I do like Canon's picture profile. It is really nice. But to be completely honest, I'm not like, I would never buy a camera just because of a picture profile. Right. Like, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. There's way too many other things that go into a camera. Plus, like I said, there's literally a Canon picture profile plugin for the Sony. So it doesn't even matter what brand you have. Yeah, sure. You can just buy the plugin for 25 bucks. Like, um, but I know one thing is, I've mainly shot with Nikon and then went to Sony, but in between that borrowing, uh, friends Canon and shooting with that and taking pictures and video, I found it a lot easier. Um, if I were just to shoot with a standard picture profile, on all three of the systems, I find it easier to edit on the Sony's with how I edit with right. my color and everything. Yeah. Right. The Canon, it's almost like too much. So, whenever I did all my editing, it was all like I'd have to take things down a lot more than, you know, try to. I'd almost had to like take stuff away to right. add stuff back. And right. with the Sony, I can just add stuff to it and I don't really have to take anything away, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. I think that's mainly just because Canon's picture profile is more. I feel like it's a more finalized, you know, picture profile. Like, yeah, post that right now. Right. And not that Sony's isn't, but it's not maybe as finalized as the Canon. Yeah, right.
0: Well, anyway, that's, um, again, we could kind of talk, talk, talk. Um, Minuscule details. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, minuscule. Um, The a7 III has been just uh, an awesome, awesome camera. Um, Not looking back at all, just looking Mm. forward. You know, the only... I wouldn't even call it a con because it's just um, when you switch a system, it's nothing against Sony and you're you're wanting to integrate using Canon glass and it's not native, you know, you're always going to have something that's probably not going to work. Or, right. And uh, as much research as I did and talking to you and the other people we know that shoot the a7 III, you know, mm-hmm. what kind of didn't come up or maybe I just didn't hear it um, is even though I bought the Metabones adapter I can mm-hmm. shoot all my Canon glass on the Sony, everything works great for photos. When it comes to video, the auto focusing doesn't work on non-native lenses mm-hmm. for video. And, um, going into this trip, I wanted yeah. to try to vlog and I wanted to just basically not worry about focus. Let right. the Camera, do the work. And as I was doing some testing a couple of days before, you know, I was talking to you as, you know, during the day we were talking, I'm like, you know, I just can't, it just, it, it doesn't, autofocus. So I dove into some forums and found out, yeah, mm-hmm. and that didn't work. So then, yeah. uh, before the trip, I knew I, you know, I knew I was going to eventually buy Sony glass and it'd be in that 12, uh, let's call it 12 to 35 millimeter range, mm-hmm. um, to replace my, um, lens. But, uh, that happened very, very soon. And in the evening before the trip, I was at Best Buy in Dayton, buying a 16 to 35 millimeter Sony lens. And, um, it's a sweet lens. It's a very sweet <laughs> lens. Um, you know, that's the next the point. The next thing we're going to talk about is lenses. So we may as well just kind of roll right into that. But uh, yeah, um, again, just putting that on. It just the overall package has yeah. just been awesome. You know, and uh, you know the the auto focusing in the video mode has just been superb.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, um, really enjoying it. So um, so yeah, I am. Um, the, the story was you know, a couple of days before the trip, I'm like, you know what? I, I want to be able to not worry about focus. I'm right. going to buy I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, bite the bullet. I'm just going to take, take the bite and I'm going to buy this lens a little bit before I expected to. Right. So I got on pro cam and had it expedited in FedEx. And, um, the day before my flight, I missed the, the shipment, um, coming to the door, had to sign for it and then found out that, um, my driver's license had to have the correct address, which it did not. So I was stuck that evening before my flight with the uh, the issue that I wouldn't have been able to... I mean, the FedEx driver would have probably let me sign and went on. Yeah. But now that I have to go to a hold location and pick it up with FedEx, then mm-hmm. um, you know I was faced with the fact that I wouldn't be able to sign for it anyway. Right. So I told him to go ahead and send it back. So um, I was quite disappointed, but I sat there and I thought, well, let me just try to look and mm-hmm. see if anybody in the area... Happened to have it in right. Best Buy, and, and Dayton had one. So I jumped in the car as fast as I could, and 6.30 that evening, you know, I've got the 16-35 to 35 Zeiss um, lens, and uh, absolutely love the purchase.
1: Which I will say, I was really surprised when you told me you went to Best Buy, and you were able to find that lens. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, not that Best Buy, I mean, they sell camera lenses, they sell cameras, but, I mean... I will, Best Buy is not a camera store. Right. So their selection is very vast and wide online, but in store is a different story. And I mean, most of the time it's like, why would I go to the store for you just to tell me I can order this and pick it up at the store? Right. And <laughs> like two days when I can just go ahead and just buy it online or whatever and just have it shipped to my house, like for free with Amazon prime. Like, right. so I was really surprised when you said that, like they had that because I know I've bought one lens ever from Best Buy, and that, that was the case. I yeah. had to wait like two days or whatever. It was a 35 millimeter f2.8 from Nikon. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and immediately sold it like two weeks later, but yeah. besides <laughs> the point. <laughs> so yeah, that, that lens, um, you know,
0: um, I'm going to shoot a little bit more. One thing I didn't get a chance to do yet is just kind of get it out. Not be inside a U-Haul traveling at seventy yeah. miles an hour, trying to um, <laughs> shoot the landscape as we're flying by. Yeah. So um, I want to get out and then uh, kind of put it to the test. But so far, um, and uh, you know, again, knowing this would be the fact, not having the adapter, not mm-hmm. having an extra piece, you know, the weight of the lens is it's got it's got fairly. It, I like the weight of the whole system. Yeah, it's enough weight to feel like i'm holding something but it's not too light and, right um, so because um, with plates. my system it's a little bit lighter yeah a little bit lighter um and that's just a personal preference i like to feel like i'm kind of holding something mm-hmm. um but uh so yeah i mean maybe i'll we'll talk a little bit more um in detail about the performance in in future but but um and then you wanted to chat about another lens that's mm-hmm. in your tool bag
1: as i i burp sorry yeah. i'm all over the place today but yeah, just for everybody's information, that's the Zeiss 16 to 35 millimeter f/4 constant aperture sweet lens. Very well priced for a Zeiss lens and what it is for the focal range, and a very sharp lens. Maybe we can do like a a review possibly after you get more into using the lens for photo and video. What you think of it? Yeah. <clears throat> but the lens that. Logan mainly shoots with with the Sony because I do not shoot any. Oh, I I was about to say lie there. I do shoot unnative lenses, but they're all vintage lenses, so there's no worry about having an adapter, or autofocus, or anything. Right. Um, but the main lens that's on my camera is the Sony G lens, eighteen to one hundred five millimeter f four constant aperture, and then has power zoom and then optical image stabilization. Which yours yours has image stabilization in yes. it also. Yeah. So. I couldn't remember. I think just about, honestly, I think just about all Sony lenses have the OSS or, yeah, I don't know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Optical Image Stables, OIS, acronyms. Guys, Eyes. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> my mind has died. Um, but, yeah, I will say if you're shooting on the the A6300 or A6500 or even the A6000, um it's been out for a little while now, but if you're shooting on any of those cameras, I do highly suggest that lens. It is a crop sensor lens, so mm-hmm. if you put it on the full frame, it will be that focal length, but they do crop in, so you basically lower your quality of pictures and video by like 50% practically. Yeah. So for Brian, he put the lens on uh, his new camera. It's 24 megapixels for the sensor, and it dropped all the way to 12, so... To take into consideration, you know, if you do shoot full frame, I don't really suggest buying that lens just because why, why have a sensor that can shoot 24 millimeters and then buy a lens that lowers the quality of your camera? Right. absolutely. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, um, but if you're shooting crop sensor, it's a great lens overall. I've absolutely loved it for shooting photo and video. The main reason I initially got it was for video, but it turned out to be a great lens as well. Um, for photos. Um, It's really nice to be able to just leave one lens on your camera Mm -hmm. and not have to worry about switching out a bunch of different lenses since I cover such a wide focal range Um, and then still have a good um, f-stop and everything consistently through the lens. And then being able to have the power zoom is a nice feature for doing video shots. You know, I don't use it a ton, but it is a nice little feature to have um, when you're shooting video. Normally... I just, you know, I'll zoom in and then record. Like right. <laughs> I don't typically zoom in as I'm recording and do stuff like that too often. Um, but yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do a review on both of those because that's the. I mean, I feel like with my Sony A sixty three hundred and that eighteen to one hundred five, it's like the golden package there. Yeah. Like, I mean, with all the other crop sensor Sony lenses, I mean, I don't think. Any of them provide what that lens can for for equally for photo and video, right. you know. Awesome. Um, awesome. And uh, also one thing we're going to talk about, because I can sit here and talk about gear forever, but um, I recently bought the, I think I, I'm i pretty sure I did mention it in the podcast that I bought a gimbal or mm-hmm. I was going to buy a gimbal. Right. It's the Zion. We haven't really quite figured out how we're supposed to say it. going to say Zion zion we'll put the link in the bio and you can figure out for yourself it's a japanese brand but uh uh, it's really nice using that gimbal i wish i bought one way before this wedding that we filmed um, a couple weeks ago because there's so many shots i did not realize that i could pull off and get with having the gimbal but my point also with the my camera and lens being kind of like the golden package is um being the fact that it's a crop sensor. It's a really small camera body. doesn't weigh a whole lot. And then the lens, um, it doesn't weigh a lot either. And one thing I forgot to mention is it's all internal, so there's no piece that extends out the end of the lens when I'm zooming from 18 to 105. So I slapped that on my gimbal, and now I can get telephoto shots on a gimbal and still have super smooth, buttery footage, which if you have ever... I'm starting to get tired. Yeah. If you've ever uh, shot with a gimbal before, you don't really typically um, can pull off like telephoto shots with your gimbal, Gim- right. gimbal, gimbal. Yeah. <laughs> with your gimbal. Um, most telephoto lenses at that range are pretty hefty, right. heavy lenses. And a lot of gimbals can't h- hold them or more than likely the gimbal you have won't be able to hold it. Cause then you're going to be looking into some, right. Right. you know, DJI um, Roden. That's like fifteen hundred bucks for a gimbal, you know, just to use a telephoto lens, which kind of restricts you as well too, because now you're just shooting really tight, super tight shots, and you might not be able to want to get that all the time. Yeah. yeah. So that's the one thing is um, with gimbals is you want to be able to have like a good lens that kind of keeps it versatile in your focal range because every single time you take a lens off or put some on there, you have to account into however long it takes which for whichever gimbal you have that now you have to rebalance it right so you know if you don't shoot with your gimbal a lot you know that may take you like 15 minutes to now balance another lens and so more than likely you might not do it because you don't want to right because it's like oh now i gotta stop uh, you know i was got a flow here you know i, was, I saw this <laughs> shot and then i can't get it
0: yeah and uh you know just for some of the listeners because you know probably some of our listeners don't shoot video and yeah. we get kind of talking about gimbal and, and you kind of started to touch on it is, mm-hmm. you know, just like I have a glide cam, which is more a manual mm-hmm. stabilizer. And the same thing is, you know, to your point is you have to balance the camera on that yeah. device. So as soon as you change, if, even if you add a microphone, it mm-hmm. could change the, yeah. the weight and the center of gravity and you kind of just kind of rebalance. So, um, I think anything, once you, unless it's really a complicated system, but I know with the yeah. glide cam, once you, once you know how to use it and you've practiced with it enough, changing mm-hmm. out a lens is, it doesn't take you too much time and then yeah. rebalance the system so you can kind of shoot and, you know, run and gun. But, but to your point also is the less, or if you don't have to do that, right? that's the optimum <coughs> approach. Um, so and then to your point, like I said, if you have a telephoto where the, the lens actually extends, yeah. ob- extends obviously it changes your center of gravity and right now your weight distribution's all whacked up and you gotta rebalance. So um, yeah, and yeah.
1: with my gimbal, you could actually break the motors if you do that. Yes, um, or hurt your gimbal in some way, or your footage will not be smooth at all. It'll just be like shooting handheld. Okay. So whatever, if your lens does extend, you know whatever focal range that you balance it at is what you got to leave it at right you don't have any options to do that so that is one of the things about that is nice about that lens since everything is internal um i'm sure you know there's some shifting in the lens but it's such a light lens already as it is um i've never noticed any effect on the gimbal or the motors because one way that you can tell is um your motors motors my english today if you put your finger on your motors while they're the gimbal's running, um, you'll feel like a slight vibration if it's like really straining on the motors, you know. Right. So sure. you'll be able to tell if you're stressing out your gimbal too much or you're, you're kind of pushing it too far. Right. Because yeah. it'll it'll perform still, but you'll burn out the motors very quick. Yeah. And
0: I don't know if you I don't think you mentioned it, but the price of the Zion versus the the Ronin.
1: The is- Zion is four hundred dollars and I got a sweet travel case with it very nice hard case kind of reminds me of pelican Mm -hmm. um makes me feel really good because i mean i don't want to just chuck my gimbal in a a bag or whatever nothing protecting it so it's really nice and uh it was great not having to worry about buying a separate case on top of the price of the gimbal right um mine holds 3.9 pounds which is pretty good i would say for most gimbals um and my mind is going blank, but um I can't remember what I was gonna say now. All right. Well I'll <laughs> jump in there.
0: And in the DJI Ronin, uh, yes. the similar model's what around eight, nine hundred bucks?
1: Um, mm, I'd say I think it's eight hundred. Yeah. Um I think the nine hundred dollar one is that one can hold more weight. That yeah. one's more for D L S Um, so I think that one can hold like somewhere from five to six pounds. Sure. Um sure. Well, cool. so yeah, that's also, that's one thing is if the gimbal could hold more weight, typically it also is more expensive for the gimbal. Um, so that, that is also a pro of having such a light lens and camera body is that I can buy a gimbal that doesn't hold as much weight so I not spend as much money. Right. And sure. still, I mean, the gimbal is still exactly the same as the $900 gimbal. It can just hold more weight, just yeah. has stronger motors. But at the end of the day, they both do the exact same thing. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I haven't, um, I'm looking forward to, you know, I don't have a gimbal, but I do have the glide mm-hmm. cam. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to putting the Sony system on that. And, yeah. and then just kind of seeing if I can, what kind of difference I can see between the Canon body that doesn't have in-body stabilization mm-hmm. on the gimbal, which or the glide cam, which perform pretty good. Yeah. And to see if I can notice any difference. But I still have a tool that I can, you know, try to shoot, you know, more maybe fluid shots or mm-hmm. maybe shots where if you had to run or if you want to do some of the circle shots that, yeah. you know, even handheld with with in-body stabilization still might not be as smooth as you would want them,
1: mm-hmm. you know, so. Um, that is a nice thing about um, your camera with the, I think it's 4.5 stops of in-body stabilization. Then on top of the stabilization built into the lens you have, they work in tandem right. with the with the Sony native lenses. Is a uh, really nice because in most shots, as long as you I say most shots, but as long as you have already you know pretty steady hands, you've done a decent amount of handheld. <clears throat> having that in body stabilization allows you to be able to pull off probably most shots if right. you're you know you're really focusing and you know not just whipping the camera around. Sure, it it does make it nice. Um, I still shoot handheld on my camera even though I only have stabilization in the lens. The 6500 does have the in-body stabilization, which more likely if I decide to stick with crop sensor, I'll, I'll upgrade to either the 6500 or if they come out with the 6700 soon, there's some, some rumors about that. Right. I think I'm losing my voice as we're talking more, but uh, it is, it is a nice thing to have because it's always the worst thing ever is you, you see an awesome shot or whatever and you watch it back on your camera while you're watching on like a little two to three inch screen and doesn't look that bad. You're like, oh, I, I pulled off that hand shot. Then you pull it up on your 15 inch monitor or right. 20 inch monitor and you're like, uh oh, crap, that's, yeah. that's really bad. Like, yeah, I missed it. Right. So it's nice to have that in-body stabilization. It, it makes me feel, it would make, well, the couple shots that i you know, test on your camera, you know, it makes you feel good that um, the camera's basically got you. <laughs> yeah,
0: sure, sure. <laughs> got you, bro. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, good. That's uh, that's good. We kind of covered down on gear today. Um, I think since you're losing your voice and uh, we kind of covered. The I'm theme, dying. You're yeah. dying. <laughs> yeah, we're dying. So we're out. Um, no, <laughs> but uh, again, we um, we covered gear. We'll uh, post all the links to the the accounts that are uh, kind of inspiring us. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody have any questions they want us to cover? Please, um, you know, write those in the comments or message us. We'd love to just cover anything that uh, you want to challenge us with uh, topics you want us to cover. Uh, imagine capture create join us on facebook um also on instagram actually i just posted on our facebook page today if you have any fall photos Mm -hmm. due to the season you know um, post uh, tag them imagine capture create to to be featured and um we thank everybody for tuning in and um, go out and do something you've never done before so we're out adios
1: amigos